0: technically don't know what you know these pyramids are and how they work and their
1: true purpose on this planet and why they were built have you ever uh read law of one have you ever heard of the law of one no oh no. it's this um let me see if i can find some of the good stuff so the law of one is like this channeled text and what they did was they channeled ra who is the god of the sun in egyptian mythology but you know you can argue that ra you know, if you want to take this down to an energetic level of like raw, like the word, the vibration raw, you know, it's like ROM. So it's like, it's that essence, that baseline vibratory energy that is everything, if you will. So it's not like om? close to OM. Yeah, it's similar, like at that level. Does that make sense? But it's more of like the masculine nature, I believe. Um, but they ask them, so it's like this. I wish I could do a better job of describing it because it gets to a point where it's just words don't encapsulate what it is. But it's some sort of like, it's almost like the god of mythology, of Egyptian mythology, but it's like a step down from God, if that makes sense. So, but what's interesting, and I want to see if I can find it. Um. Yeah. Uh, what they say though is that the pyramid was used. This is why I really needed Jamie. Yeah. The the pyramids were used as like energy centers to like heal the physical body, and they talk about how they like instantly manifested them, where they're just like thought forms. That's what I should type in thought form. Right. Who's day though? They uh, say raw, like this celestial body right
0: Been like who was like alive as a king many many thousands of years ago right um like when did ross say this or like when
1: this channeling was in 1981
0: oh no, oh it was a channeling oh okay. yeah 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 oh, so it
1: okay. wasn't um let me see it's thought form so the question is like was the pyramid then built by the mutual action of many of your people Raw. I am raw. The pyramids which we thought slash built were constructed from thought forms created by our social memory complex. Questioner. Then the rock was created by thought in place rather than moved from somewhere else. Is that correct? Raw. I am raw. We built with everlasting rock, the great pyramid as you call it. Other of the pyramids were built with stone moved from one place to another. Questioner. What is everlasting rock? Raw. I am raw. If you can understand the concept of thought forms, you will realize that the thought form is more regular in its distortion than the energy fields created by the materials in the rock which has been created through thought form. From thought to finite energy, a beingness in your, shall we say, Distorted reflection of the level of the thought form. May we answer you in any more helpful way. Questioner. This is slightly trivial, but I was wondering why, in that case, the pyramid was made of many blocks rather than the whole thing being created at once. Raw. I am raw. There is a law which we believe to be one of the more significant primal distortions of the law of one. That is the law of confusion. You have called this the law of free will. We wish to make an make an heal make a healing machine or time space ratio complex, which was an efficacious, efficious, oh, like highly effective as possible. However, we did not desire to allow the mystery to be penetrated by the peoples in such a way that we became worshipped as builders of the miraculous pyramids. Thus, it appears to be made, not thought. Questioner Well, then you speak of the pyramid, especially the Great Pyramid. I assume, as primarily a healing machine, and also spoke of it as a device for initiation. Are these one and the same concepts? Ra They are part of one complex of love-light, intent-sharing, to use the healing aspects properly. It was important to have a purified and dedicated channel, or energizer, for the love-slash-light of the infinite creator to flow through. Thus, the initiatory method was necessary to prepare the mind, the body, and the spirit for service in the creator's work. The two are integral. And then it goes on to talk about the shape of the pyramid, you know, the importance of it, the geometries of it. And this is also goes back to why I have that pyramid upstairs. Right. Because it has the same ratios as the Great Pyramid of Giza. Um, Right. But we know there's an intense amount of science that went
0: into this and they were built how long ago? How long were the pyramids of Giza built?
1: (laughs) Long time ago, right, bro? Probably longer than our modern science, right? I could tell you what modern science says, but it's probably even longer, yeah. So, our modern science would not be
0: in agreement with 99% of what you just said, pretty much. Oh, probably not at all. Yeah,
1: there's probably people that are just like, No, that's there's no way that that's possible, yeah, exactly, exactly. So, which is interesting because everything starts from thought, which is like. Everything you see in this room, right, this table, this laptop, those lights, those cameras, this microphone, yeah it all was a thought at yeah. one point in time. There was nothing that was created that was never a thought. And so it would make sense, maybe not lot to our Western logical mind, but it would yeah. make sense that you could purify a thought so well that it could just instantaneously manifest.
0: Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, thoughts create the world around you. That's it. My My guru told me once, he said that the only, if you want to change the world, the only way you can change the world is through your thoughts. That's it. That's the only way. So, Uh yeah, that's why you have to focus on your thoughts. That's why it's important to focus on your thoughts. That's why I went through that whole phase of getting everybody else's thoughts out of my head and kind of just focusing on my own thoughts. But to go back to the whole, you know, pyramid Giza, uh, I mean, the pyramid thing, uh, the higher up people know about this. They really know what it does, how it works, and how to harvest the energy from there, when to. There's this quote, I forget who it's by, um, but it's, millionaires don't practice astrology. Billionaires do. Mm. So it, the people who are high up, they know the importance of you know these otherwise known as wacky science, sciences that aren't proven or anything. No, they're real. They're very much real. Our knowledge of them is just so limited and it's been suppressed. So they don't want us to have that knowledge because if we do have that knowledge, then we become as powerful as they are.
1: Do you think that there are, because I mean, there has to be, you know, as much as I feel like there's a lot of energy, let's say, or thought that goes into, oh, they know and don't tell us like there's evil ones. I'm sure there are. There has to be good ones as well. So why aren't they sharing the information? We're here now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling
0: you about Babaji, yeah. Yeah. And how my guru is here, and he's working to prevent nuclear war, and to save. Oh, you his haven't planet. talked to us
1: about nuclear war yet.
0: Well, oh, right. So in my video, I mentioned it, right? Okay. So that's why Babaji's here. That's why my guru, Krishna, is here. That's why the whole reason they've taken birth or not taken birth, Babaji, uh, that's a whole nother story. He's an immortal, but my guru's taken birth in human form. And the whole reason why he's taken birth in human form and why I have joined him is because we're here to create peace on this planet, to stop nuclear war, to prevent these uh, governments that are seemingly possessed with evil from doing these things and harming innocent people and that's babaji's plan for this planet that's 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 why it was so easy to join his mission is because he's here to protect mother nature and what in my mind when i was you know told these things when my guru was explaining these things to me it's like of course like there's nothing else i'd rather do with my life than to you know protect the innocent people of this planet and to protect the planet itself because nature's the giver of life she gave me this physical form She gave me the people that I love around me. She gives me the food that I consume on a daily basis. She gives me sun rays, everything that I need to be to enjoy this experience. She's given me. So, yeah, absolutely. I can work to protect her. And so, yeah, the current governments are in a way possessed. Just the leaders. It's not it's not the innocent people that are deciding these things like let's go and you know, create this nuclear war. No, it's the leaders that are deciding these things. And they're they're seemingly possessed with evil because it seems like they want blood. They want bad things to happen.
1: But see, even even pulling it apart, right, if we're talking about world leaders, is it every single one? But there feels like there has to be some good actors in the mix. Some
0: are there, but where are they speaking out?
1: Well, I guess the
0: ones that are speaking out, you name me one top world leader that's willing to say that's willing to tell the truth about everything, say, really explain the truth.
1: I mean, the closest I've said, and I have a feeling I'm going to get some backlash because I've never (laughs) publicly said this on my podcast, but I feel like at the best of it would be Donald Trump. Right. I mean,
0: he spoke, he said a lot of things, but is he willing to commit and say, listen, we need to protect nature. We need to stop all of this nonsense.
1: He hasn't come forth and said that directly. Well, but now here could be my bias coming in is that I feel like I've seen that, though, in the things that he has said, but he hasn't said it no, directly. So it might be biased. i I'm probably biased. Right
0: now, that. I'm saying we have to protect Mother Nature. It's important. We need to literally restructure society. Like, the, the ideas that Babaji has implemented, right? So the task that he gave to my guru, my guru's... When he was 18 years old, he created Mysore in India, a city in Mysore, as a beggar-free city at the age of 18. So I don't know if you know how begging works in India, but usually the mafia sets it up. The mafias, they'll intentionally harm young children, intentionally make women get pregnant and have child after child so that they'll put them on the streets with five children and make them beg for money. And then they'll take that money. They'll... You know take an eye out of a child cut a hand of a child off and make them go beg in the street so when you see somebody without a hand and they're just a child and they're begging you're going to give them money right wow and so this happens in many cities in india in pretty much all the major cities and it was happening in Mysore. and babaji tasked my guru krishna he said you need to bring an end to this as an 18 year old this is my guru being tasked with this he has no political power no resources to be able to do this, like nothing. And so he's like, okay. And I think he gave him, I forget the timeline. It's in my video. You can go watch it. But um, I think
1: it was six months.
0: Yeah. Six months. Came, there yeah. you go. Six months. And so that's what exactly what my guru did. He went out there, he fought the mob, the mob off. He, he rallied the media. He got the government to support this movement. And it, became a movement. And that's exactly what happened. Now, when I go to, when I visited Mysore, there was no beggars in Mysore. It's very minimal. If you see them, I went and visited Mumbai. They're everywhere. Granted, Mumbai is a much larger city, but still they're everywhere in comparison. And it was so bad that the mafia was, or the mob was threatening my guru's life. They were saying, you know, like, we're going to kill you. They were calling uh, his mom up saying like, we're gonna kill your son and so on oh, and so wow. forth. Oh yeah, it got really bad. And so his mom actually kicked him out. She's like, You need to stop doing these things. They're serious. Like, if you don't stop doing these things, I'm gonna kick you out. And she eventually kicked him out and and um Yeah. Yeah, like they he he had a target on his head, but he said no, it's he he's never in fear. There's no need for him to fear. There's absolutely no need. I've never seen any look of fear or any sense of fear from him. And it's because he knows why he took birth. He's here to restore Dharma. He's here to create a peaceful planet. And the next task Babaji gave him after that, after creating, you know, giving these beggars homes and education and, you know, food and, you know, the healthcare that they needed, he was given the task of uh, creating this whole, Terrorist free environment, if you will. So, terrorism happens everywhere. It's happening in India back in, you know, I think it was 2009 or 2013. I forget the exact date. But um, Babaji tasked him, he said, like, you need to, you know, prevent terrorism in Mysore. And so, essentially, Babaji is setting up, and Babaji and my guru are working to create Mysore as this model city for the rest of the world to be able to follow, where they're going to have free food. Chemical-free food as well, not not just free food. No chemicals in the food. Yeah, they're going to have free education because education should never be charged for, it. and it's going to be proper education. If you want the real knowledge, the uh, if you want slaver knowledge, which is what we're taught in the West, where you go to school and you know you you sit down and you read a textbook and you take tests, that's available. But if you want the actual the 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 indigo education as they call it the real knowledge about energy work and controlling your emotions controlling your mind manifestation all of these things that should be free as well and then the last thing is free healthcare there's no reason why any company any any society should be able to profit off of your uh ill being right healthcare the medicine should be free it should absolutely be free and many people are like oh how are you going to be able to pay for all these things? How are you going to be able to afford this stuff? The amount right. we pay in taxes right now, right? We could significantly reduce all of our taxes and still be able to afford all three of those things. It's the way our government spend the taxes. Which it's what they're using it for. Exactly. They take it for themselves. They're not or just using give it to it.
1: other countries.
0: Yeah, but eventually it comes back
1: to them. Yeah, of course. That the whole plan
0: is for it to come back to them. And so what we need to do is reinvest in our own people and the easiest way some of the most simple ways that babaji and my guru krishna are working to set this up and i'm joining them is to create this model city in miser with the free food with the free education with the free medication and once that's seen and how how much peace can come from a situation like that around the world will change but the war to get this ha- to happen. The fight to make this happen in Mysore, its not a small fight. At every moment, the powers at be, the leaders, are opposing, trying to get this not to work, like the mob threatening to kill him. All
1: these things, right? So, how do you? So, I think that's probably a a thing to dive into, right? He's taking on, has taken on some of the biggest, let's say, powers at be, chart or like getting blasphemed about getting killed all these different targets, right? And yet he's still able to walk around without any fear, let alone some of us, you know, if you don't have your rent, you people are afraid to knock and make their rent. They're afraid to not, like certain things won't occur. So how do you get to a place in life where you have no fear? Oh, That's such a great question. And
0: I'll tell you a story that he told me. And so he he was told babaji told him you need to set up this uh this tv channel and in in mysore i forget again the year time just goes by so i don't i don't know the exact year but he was told you have to set up a tv channel in mysore and so my guru at this time had no money right pretty standard no money no way to set up a tv channel you think you know how much do you think it would cost to start a tv channel
1: well I don't know. I'd probably guess in, like, uh, if it was in America, probably at least 50 to 100 grand.
0: Yeah, a decent amount at at the least, at the very least. But then you have to pay for the actual station to be broadcasted. The space you're recording, the electricity. So it costs a lot of money at the very least, right? You convert that to Indian money, it's even more, right? Because rupees is far less than the U.S. dollar, uh, worth far less. So... Uh, he was actually speaking with a policeman, I think, at the time. I believe his name was Ravi Chananavar Chana or something of the sorts. And he said, Amitabh, so my, guru, my, my guru's name in this life is Amitabh. He says, how are you going to be able to afford to do this? Like, how is this even going to be possible? You have no money. How are you going to be able to do this? He said, you see, I'm a child of nature. Okay. I don't have to worry because whatever needs I need, she'll meet them. If you take a look at a tree, he's like, what are are the ingredients you need to grow a tree? And so this guy was like, well, you need the chemicals, water, blah, blah, blah. He says, well, what about a forest tree? He says, if you look at a tree in the forest, nobody waters it. Nobody puts chemicals down. Nobody maintains it. And yet some, those are the, some of the, are the strongest trees growing? And he says, I'm just like that forest tree. Mother nature, I'm her child, I'm surrendered to her, I respect her, I serve her, and whatever I need, she provides me. So we have to be like that tree in the forest. If we wanna walk around worrying, we can do that. If we wanna walk around thinking, oh, Oh, no, this. Oh, no, that. Which we're all guilty of sometimes. Don't get me wrong. But you have to train your mind to fight those things off and say, you know what? This is why, again, I emphasize the the importance of connecting to nature. You have to realize if you respect nature, your creator is nature. Your body is made from nature. Everything, every cell came from nature here. Every piece of food that you eat comes from nature. The sun, everything. It well, the, comes good, from... the good food. <laughs> yeah, the good food, right? Well, even the bad food comes from her as well. So,
1: Unless it's like the toxins, though, I guess. Yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The, the manufacturers change sometimes, but it all comes from nature. So if you show her respect and you respect her and you love her, she'll provide you with whatever you need in life. There's no need for fear that's the continual thought process you need running through your mind
1: so i was so earlier we talked about about this and in the bible um i kind of just had a tripped out experience right there because in the bible we were talking about how adam was created from like the clay of the earth and i just typed that in because i wanted to pull up that verse and i typed man made from clay of earth and i froze because the name clay tin (laughs) means clay of the earth (laughs) and so i kind of just freaked out there for a second
0: (laughs) welcome welcome to the uh to to the nature show
1: Uh, i might need a second divine energies man that rattled me for a sec (laughs) i'm still a little rattled All right, let's see here. Genesis 2, 5 to 9. I don't know. We don't really need to read this. I That just tripped me out. I think the important thing, though, is is that it's an interesting parallel, right? Because um, I don't know if it was the Last Supper, but there was like the last sermon that Jesus held was in a garden. And then we have the garden in, at Eden. Like there's a lot of forestry and nature play that even occurs within the Bible itself. It Just do this one thing. You don't
0: even have to refer to any of the sacred texts all you have to do is go outside and hug a tree pray to the tree look at the tree love the tree watch how your energy changes go look at the not look at the sun but in the general direction <laughs> of the light right maybe keep your eyelids closed or just do it in the safe hours that you can look at the sun right and pray Eyes closed, you can do it. Pray to the sun. Feel the rays touching your skin. That in itself is one of the most satisfying feelings you'll ever experience in your entire life is if you just sit there and let the rays of the sun touch your skin. It is an amazing sensation, right? And then you start speaking in your mind to the sun. Thank you for this. Thank you for giving life to everything on this planet because if you weren't here, this is a problem. Definitely it's a problem, right? If the sun's not here. Right? No food, no no nothing, no light, can't go about life would come to an end. Why not thank the sun for something like that? Now see, the Native Americans knew this. So many other knowledge, so many other, you know, cultures in history knew this. But nowadays we say, Oh, there's only one God, you can't do that.
1: Well, right. Is that not a pagan idea though, then if you're worshipping? God create idols? the
0: sun as well though? It's all God's creation at the end of the day. I see Mother Nature as the supreme. That's how I experience life. Because without her, if you look into empty space, right? That's all Mother Nature. Is it not nature?
1: The nothingness.
0: If you go and look in space and you see the stars and all these things mm. and this, you know the space in between the stars, the black, right? That's nature as well, is it not?
1: I don't know. It's I creation, guess. is it not? It's creation. It's definitely creation. Right. Right. And God is the creator. <laughs> so people are so hung up on. But it's interesting to hear you call that nature. I mean, just because mentally I'm like, okay, Earth is nature. So let's
0: let's say you take a spaceship to one of these far away, distant planets and you land on one of them and you step out. Is that not nature too?
1: It's weird. Am I, I mean, you're planets i get what you're saying i just in my mind it would it would be like no nature's on earth okay but like it's, just, i just i'm not right, I'm wrong but i'm just saying like my mind think, is like nature right. earth
0: but think about the sun is sun not nature
1: well <laughs> we we're I, just
0: talking about the sun right
1: i guess i would say that the sun is helping create nature on earth it's helping nature thrive on earth i guess in my mind i wouldn't I see what you're saying and I think I'm on board with it, but like just <laughs> to speak from where I was thinking, it's like, I would say that the nature is support. The sun is supporting nature on earth. I guess mentally I wouldn't make the connection that it's the, that they're the same. They're both the same because with the, neither
0: works without the other. It's mm. one closed sphere of operations without mm. one. The other doesn't exist. Okay. So it's all the same. It's all the same. All of it is. So if life is like this on one universe, some universe, some other planet, it's different either way, it's nature at the end of the day. And what's missing is everybody's looking to the sky to pray to God. Everybody's looking up, Oh God, please help me. Please God help me. But they won't recognize the God that's beneath their feet.
1: Do you think there's some sort of parallel here with like heaven and hell, like hell is perceived below us and heavens up above?
0: I think it's just the ideology that there can only be one this, one that, my my way's this, the right way's this. Anybody that is willing to do what I just said, go and pray to a tree, go and connect with nature. They don't have to believe anything. They'll experience it for themselves because this is my experience in life. I'm not saying, you know, go out and like, you know, just talk to the sun and talk to trees for no reason. Connect with them for no reason. Once you connect with them, knowledge comes to you. If you want to know about what gods you should worship, what gods you shouldn't worship, what religion you should follow, what religion is not meant for you, pray to nature. She'll guide you. She's the right guru for people. Mm. If you want to know what is beyond nature, if there is something beyond nature, she'll guide you to that as well. But you first have to make that trusted connection with the guru. And she's the right guru. She's the one we've lost connection with. Once you make that connection with her, She'll show you the path. She'll show you, okay, yes, this is the supreme, this is not the supreme, or you should follow this and not follow that. And everybody's experience with nature can be different. And it probably will be different because everybody's here for a different purpose. But I guarantee you this, she'll give you answers Mm. and she'll bring peace into your life. She'll restore who you are as a person and what you're meant to be doing here as well.
1: I think it was in the power of now at least I remember after reading The Power of Now, there was a moment where he talked about that, like, when you go and look at a tree, but look at it, attempting to see every single atom of that tree. And I remember doing that one time, and dude, it was like the most profound peace that had ever come over me. Yeah. I mean, maybe I've had a little bit more profound peace since then, but <laughs> <laughs> at the time, yeah, at the time, I was like, whoa, like, you almost start seeing the trees, aura. You start like just, of course, realizing there's nothing to do. You start realizing like it's, I don't have to do that's anything. That's knowledge, is it
0: not? Yeah. That realization is her giving you knowledge. That's communication with nature, right there. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Mm. These realizations didn't just didn't come up out of thin air. No, it's it's called communication with nature. Divine intelligence.
1: That's interesting because it's like it feels to me like the ego is the one that wants to be, oh, I realize that. There's nothing to do. That was my thought.
0: Right. But what's the difference between you and nature? Like I said, you came from the dirt. <sighs> it's a good question. There is no difference. <laughs> so whether the realization, like yeah, there is no I. Forget the I.
1: There's, it's taking me back to... um. I'm on board. I'm just saying. Like, I'm no, I got speaking you. from the speak of the. I got you. It's for taking me back to a podcast I did with uh, Rubia Lacerda, uh, Odyssey number zero seven two, where she channeled like the ninth dimensional Arcturian Light Council, some alien galactic federation thing, and I was like asking him questions, and one of the questions I asked was like, "Are there other intelligent?" life forms outside of this planet. They were like, yeah, of course. I'm like, okay, Otherwise, the Galactic Federation wouldn't exist. Well, I mean, you know, it's like, uh, that's fair. It's a fair point. (laughs) (laughs) And so that led me to I know it wasn't the best question. (laughs) It led me to the next question. (laughs) Uh The next question, which was like, okay, right. How many are there? And they were like, this isn't a question that's able to be answered. It's infinite. And I'm like, well, like intelligent life forms like me. And they're like, well, again, this isn't really a question that can be answered. And it kind of got me frustrated. I'm like, like aliens, you know, like how many are there? It's like, this isn't a question that can be answered. And I'm like, I'm like, help me understand this. Like, what is it? What is it that I'm missing? And they're like, your question around the word intelligence, like all of it is intelligent. It's not like nature's intelligent, the answer intelligent, you're intelligent, your dogs intelligent you're just classifying intelligence in one facet you need to open up your mind that it's all intelligent and i i don't know that they said that exactly but it was just like wow like it is all intelligence all of this has an intelligence this table has the intelligence of being a table like I don't know how to be a table. I have no. I mean, if you I could...
0: study a table. If you stare at a table all day long, you'll gain that <laughs> intelligence. <Yeah. laughs> you'll become a table. <laughs> That's
1: so, how it works. Um, what if someone listening is like realize their divine purpose is to be a table? <laughs> yeah. All the power to you. But it's a. It's a very. It was like a very eye opening point. It's like, what intelligence is it that you're looking for? Yeah. What is the intelligence that? You need i I was just like, "Wow, yeah, that's powerful,
0: yeah, so my understanding is that you uh haven't done much research beyond the life forms that we're told exists, which is the earth, the only planet um, in all
1: of the gal- the universes that exist, right, I mean, there's an element of like especially whenever I'm podcasting to like kind of be more curious, like yeah. to kind of more take like a almost cynical approach." Um, I'm aware of, like, Artorians, Orions, Palladians, you know, and I'm sure, you know, they call it starseeds. Are you familiar with that? I've heard these terms. Yeah.
0: I I only know from what I've been told by my gurus. That's it. Okay. That's all I
1: know. But... Well, to me, it's like, what information serves me at this time? I'm, I'm interested to find out, but right. like, there's a piece of me that's like, how <laughs> much of this has actually served yeah. me in this mission on Earth? Yeah. But what? So what have you been told by your gurus? Uh,
0: my guru is an alien. Like an avatar, right, is an alien. It's not a, a normal life form taking birth. So if you go on Google right now okay, and you type in, or Babaji's considered an alien, right? He's an immortal. Is he a human? Can you say Baba G's a human?
1: He can take human form,
0: right? Right, but it's so to say when you take human form insinuates that you're not human
1: to Mm. start, right? But then wouldn't that be that me and you aren't human either? Like, or we're in a human form. We're in human form, but we're more than just humans.
0: So that alone should prove that, you know, there's life forms beyond humanity right but no this is well, it? they I call mean, this it's... humanoid when you have this form it's called humanoid i think I'm, i my again my knowledge is not super extensive but what
1: but there's like a we have like a soul right that's animating this physical yeah. form yes but yes. how does that again i'm all on board with aliens but like how does that prove that there's aliens so
0: uh yeah, yeah what do you want me to type out so go into google images okay and type in alien in mysore m y s o r
1: e Mysore images aliens found in Mysore just aliens in Mysore let me see um here I'll pull it up here I can bring it up over here this is why we have this there's a picture of my guru right there one this of the one? first photos this one nope right here this one <laughs> that's my guru <laughs> <laughs> Shit, <dude. laughs> he's got like long hair he's got
0: sunglasses so you can on. click on that right if you go to that article it explains that he's calling out to
1: an alien army okay someone in my source calling out to an alien army this is on the news uh october of 2014 quote yes i am the supremo of the organization i am amitabha amitabha only amitabha in quotes i don't have a surname said oh okay so only amitabha said the man who was waiting who has been waging a quiet battle to stop the usage of nuclear energy across the world by means of letters and yagas? Yagyas. Yagyas. Inviting a, quote, massive alien military force to Earth. An imager user posted a photograph of a banner about a Rajasuya. Rajasuya Mahayagya. (laughs) Say that five times fast. (laughs) Rajasuya Mahayagya. Inviting aliens to Earth. The image has an assortment of images and photographs on it: flying saucers, UFOs, a bird, a woman with a, sep- a scepter, a scepter shown next to a lion. Sonia Gandhi. Gan- Sonia Gandhi. Sonia Sonia Gandhi. Hamita. I'm Amitabha gonna let you take over those words. <laughs> In a in a corner, it what? was a mo with a in a corner was a mobile phone number. So it's just describing this right here. Oh, okay. This image. So this was the banner. Okay. It's yep. like in Sanskrit, English.
0: Yeah. So if you go down, he'll explain a little bit. I'm um,
1: speaking to the newsman about various, uh, explaining the activities, Explain the activities involved in I Ma- uh, say that again, Amitabha. Mabitaba said, <laughs> <laughs> quote, almost all countries have nuclear weapons today. Oh, that's interesting. Cause I only thought it was three oh no they they whether they say it or not they have them almost all countries have nuclear weapons today once you use a nuclear weapon within a fraction of a second everything will be destroyed it is not people who have problem it is not people who have problems people in india china pakistan are innocent their leaders have issues they can settle these amicably Uh, This was why he said, based on instructions from his guru since 2007, he has been writing letters every month to countries which use nuclear technology, asking them to dismantle it. Quote, if they do not agree, then we tell them that we will force them to do it by creating problems, he says. He says that in order to achieve this, he has been performing Yagyas. yagyas that his guru taught him annually since 2011. The last one was just completed a few days before before he spoke to the news minute. Yeah. Um, The first one was carried out in Krill. um, Asked about how he would, quote, forcibly, quote, make these countries go back from the brink of nuclear war. He said, quote, we give them a deadline. If they miss it, we create problems for them. We told America that we would create a financial crisis for them if they didn't meet our deadline. They need money to fund these nuclear programs. But if we create problems for them, how will they fund it? He referred to his guru several times in the conversation. When asked about him, Amitabha. Amitabha said that his guru, Maha Avatar, Babaji, Maha Avatar Babaji, was an alien from another planet and that he had been carrying out his activities under the guru's, quote, guidance, end quote. He also said that he and his friends had met his guru several times since they were children. Amitabha, oh, I got it this time. There you go. <laughs> said that his guru was from Jupiter and that he is 5,500 years old. Asked which language the guru spoke to him, Amitabha said, without missing a beat, Kananda? Kanada. Kanada. Which is the local language of Karnataka, India. Okay. He said that... that he said that, that this thing has a couple, a few spelling mistakes here, but we will push past it. He and his friends had first met the guru when they were studying in a co- covenant school? A yeah. school? Convent school? Convent. Convent. school in Mysore. He had been in class two when his name was called Ara Hamaraba Dada. My guru gave me the name Amitabha, meaning eternal light, he said. Quote, there were nine rishis. We call them rishis. From another planet. He told me to drink a Tirtha.
0: So I'll I'll explain the story. So
1: Okay. So we're good ex- on this? Yeah, yeah.
0: But that Sets me explaining of aliens, right? Okay. So when you worship Babaji, he is an alien himself. Right? He so is or he, is, he, is, he an is an alien. Yeah. Okay. So again, our definition of alien is generally not from this planet. When we say somebody's not from this planet, even if we say someone's from a different country. They're right. considered an alien, right? And they cross over into your country. But the story he was just about to start telling was of how he came to meet Babaji. So I think he was six years old. He was in grade school. So real he quick, explaining.
1: Amitabha, is that the same person as Krishna? Yes. Who, you're, who you... Yes. Is yes. your guru? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes.
0: Amitabha is Krishna. Krishna, Krishna. Uh, As told to me by my own inner soul and as told to me by Babaji as well. So... Um. yeah, so he was going on to explain how his guru, how Babaji first came, how he first came to meet Babaji uh, on this planet, right? And he was initiated into his life's purpose. He was at school one day, I think he was in the, six years old or something. And he was playing outside in the playground with his friends and Babaji with his long, long hair all the way down to his feet. And I think he said a group of eight other rishis or so or said I forget. nine nine said right nine in this article and so uh, appeared to him and gave him darshan and had him drink uh holy water and so that was his initiation into his life's work on this planet that was was that was his call to action and from that moment on he spent his life devoted to this practice of protecting mother nature which included So you you read the word yagya many times. In English, it's just a fire. Uh, It converts to the term fire ritual, which is where you sit by a fire and you do uh, mantras and chants and you throw something into the fire. And before throwing it in, you just say swaha, right? And so essentially you're doing different types of communications. You can communicate with gods, but you're also purifying environments. So I do the yagya as he taught me with a mantra he taught me every two weeks on the full moon and the new moon. And I use chilies, which is to purify and get rid of bad energies, okay. as well as commute, communicate with you know, the higher powers. right? And so, yes, this is part of the practice he was doing. So when he was initiated, when he was six years old, I think by the time he was 10, but whatever Babaji was telling him to do, he would follow. And his mom at this point was like losing her mind because her 10-year-old son is doing yagyas, like these fire rituals for like seven hours a day for several days in a row. And she doesn't understand. She went on to write a book called My Son and Babaji because... Oh, really? Yeah, because he spent his whole life devoted to Babaji. And, uh, you know, uh, there was a point where he had a lot of money inherited from... His, he he's a prince. He was born into a royal bloodline, the Chola dynasty. This is Krishna
1: in this life was yes. born into this? Yes. Okay. So
0: Krishna in a past life was born as, into a royal bloodline as well. Okay. And right. so he was born into a royal bloodline in this life. And it's the Chola dynasty. And so naturally his family had money. And so his father had passed at this point. So he had, his family had inherited some real estate money and so on and so forth and babaji said you have to sell everything and give it all to nature all of it and so he had what accumulated to be like lots of money even in u.s standards it was a lot of money and all of it he gave to nature like we're talking billions not billions no millions Millions, probably millions millions. millions. yeah 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 but not (laughs) not exorbitant like tens of millions but like Probably a couple million, which was back then, which was you know well off. Uh, yes that oh, to work it down. oh yeah,
1: yeah no no definitely not so then what how do you give that to nature?
0: through different projects all of okay. his projects his yagyas the, all these yagyas he performs they all cost money like nobody's coming out and praying i mean paying for these yagyas
1: well, right wait, i thought you were saying yagyas is just throwing stuff in the fire
0: yeah but you need to create the fire right you need wood you need fires okay. you need materials and the higher the offering the better you need to travel cuz he goes and does the yagyas in different states right he gives back to the needy as well like it's not it's not just the fires but it's everything his whole mission in life he's constructed over 33 temples and churches as well so he's restored and constructed over 33 temples one of which I was I bore witness to when I was in India we were living in you know his apartment or whatever and during this process he was trying to the government was fighting him for his own land so he had purchased this land which is known as a god killer spot it's where krishna died in his previous life wow and so the government was not fully aware of uh the significance of this land there was some confusion around it but he knew because it was his previous life and he knew where he died so he sure. purchased the land and the government fought him endlessly he was he had all the documents proving this is my land he would continually go in. They in. Uh, I think it was the chief minister.
1: But if the government didn't know, then
0: why were they? Well, they realized once he had the land. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he wanted to start constructing a temple on the land, it became pretty evident oh. the significance of the land. So they fought him. The local people fought him. All the negative energies. And, and I'm not saying any of these people that were fighting him. I'm not saying the leaders around the world are bad. I'm saying that negative souls enter into their mind and want wish to see out their
1: vision and not necessarily the good vision. Well, hold on, will. help me out here. Negative souls enter into their mind. Yeah. Are these like ideas or thoughts cuz like I have a soul I am yeah. uh, animating clayton, right? Are you saying that another soul could animate Clayton at some point in time?
0: Oh, there's trillions. At any given point there's millions and billions and if not trillions of souls animating every person, right? We call it as, when, when they become dominant, we call it as multiple
1: personality disorder, right? So is that, so help me understand this though. Is it like, you know, my parents helped raise me, so a piece of their soul is... No, it's
0: not like that. It's like the atoms. So if you look at the energies, right? Atoms construct up everything, okay? Okay. Even an atom has a soul.
1: Does it? Does it not? I so what do you think? I mean, what's a soul? <laughs> what are we talking about when
0: we're saying the word soul? So, I'm talking about the atoms. I'm talking about okay. the micro energies. So, so like, have you ever seen the movie
1: *Horton Hears a Who*? Uh, I know the general premise, but not. Uh, how about I'm this?
0: Uh, there's a more modern one. Uh, *Quantum Mania*. Yeah. Uh, what's what's that? Ant-Man, Quantum Ant-Man. Mania. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I saw that. So he's living on Earth. He gets shrunk into a nanoparticle, right? Or in, yeah, let's call it a nanoparticle. Not even an atom, smaller than an atom. A nanoparticle, I think, is even smaller. And he's all of a sudden in a completely different world. Completely different world, right? Mm-hmm. But he's still influencing the Earth from his actions in his tiny little place right so there's trillions of these little if you will souls or people i don't know how you want to describe it i described it as souls and the way it was taught to me was through atoms that are constantly in us right so have you ever had a thought that comes into your mind you're like that's wild that doesn't seem like me at all like yeah or yeah, they're like we really call them bad, intrusive like, thoughts, oh, right? I don't
1: want to do that.
0: Right. Like you get a thought to do something. You're like, that's a yeah, terrible thing exactly. to do. Exactly. So who are you talking to when you say that's a terrible thing to do? <laughs> 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 who is the one that you're talking to? Whoever gave you that thought, whether you realize it or not. You're you're replying to whoever suggested that thought, whether again, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And so I get what you're saying there. Yeah. So we have these. Souls constantly trying to feed us thoughts, right? Constantly trying to feed us different things, different ideas, different ways to go about life. And that's why it's so hard to find your purpose in life is because the second you take birth, there's trillions and millions of souls that also want to take control of your body. And they want you to do as they please. They want you to they have their own desires and maybe they don't have a full human physical form like you do. So they're trying to get you to do this. They're trying to get you to do that. They're trying to get you to go all over the place, but it's important that you hone in on who you are as a person, receive your training from your guru or from nature, wherever your guru may be so that you can focus your energies and be like, okay, this thought's not me. Mm -hmm. This is just the negative energies. So what I was getting at is that these, leaders they're not necessarily bad people but whatever energies they invite into their mind like through whether they you know maybe they worship uh the satan or these negative people or just invite negative energies into their mind that's the type of things in actions they'll take so i pray for them that they'll become unpossessed from these energies yeah but The current reality is these souls take over their minds and these energies come in and they distort their view of reality and they end up fighting for no reason, for the bad reasons, not for no reason. They fight against the good. And so my guru is trying to get this land and all of a sudden these negative energies just hoard these people saying, you need to stop them from getting this land, which again, this is like... The the soul armies, the atom armies, that is a little confusing, but We're it totally will make sense. Level. Yeah, totally different level. And so they all fled these people and they try to prevent them. So for years, he fought to get into this land, just for his own land, to be able to construct a temple on his own land. Yeah. And so finally, when I was in India, he was successful. And I went with him day, like we'd spend hours at like these public officials offices, just showing them the documents saying this is my land like and then they're like no you need this though and then no you need that and then you need this so we're going back and forth and like trying to get all this stuff situated and finally uh we're able to construct and so he builds this beautiful temple on this land and even then the villagers they're opposing him i think just a few months before i went uh the villagers he went into the land and uh, his land in the villagers, the energies entered them and they started beating him up, physically arming him. And there's a video of them like just beating really? him up. And then like a, a week later or not a week later, a few months later, when I actually arrived and I was speaking with him, those same villagers came in and shared uh, tea with us in his home, in my guru's home. And they were like, we're sorry. We don't know what came over us. It is completely unlike us to do such a thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Wow. So that's how the energies work. Yes. So that's how the energies work, though. I don't know what came over me because
1: yeah. that's such so, a common expression. So
0: here's a good example of the souls entering your mind, inviting in negative energies. Have you ever, uh, maybe not you, but a friend, you've seen a friend who's drank too much, too much alcohol. Definitely me. Right. Yeah. And they, they end up blacking out. Or whatever. Maybe yeah. not even blacking out. But they make so many decisions that they normally wouldn't do. And then they wake up the next day. And they're like, why did I do all of that? What was I thinking? And the reality was, you lost control of your body. You literally weren't thinking. You weren't. It wasn't your thoughts. It wasn't yeah. your physical body. You made the choice to invite the energy in by doing all that drinking. So you're still responsible. But once you invite that energy in they take over and so you make a you can make a whole plethora of terrible decisions and not even realize what you're doing until it's too late i think I think alcohol is like the base word of alcohol and alcohol means like demon really? I this is I, so I'm not Again, this is something I've probably seen on TikTok or well, something, alcohol is right? Like alcohol, is even though a, I don't have TikTok. Actually, Portuguese
1: is alcohol.
0: A l c u h u l, I think. Are oh, they spell it a little
1: different? A-L. no,
0: I think is the demon that I'm talking about. So what is it? A l a l c u h u l. I could be wrong. I could be wrong about this, but essentially, you do invite negative energies when you do stuff like that.
1: I guess the. Issue that this comes, right? The spirit that dwells in alcohol. Absolute Bible study. Al-Ghul, the A L G O L, There it is. There it is. Phonia, it. the demon of drugs and alcohol. There you go. Um, for demonology experts and for those advanced students of practical occultism, it is no secret that this world is ruled by tremendous demons and infernal energies, which aim to drag every human being into the world of darkness. The world's most dangerous legal drug is liquor. Algol is one of them. It's even one of the ten most dangerous and powerful. In Greek mythology, it was symbolized by the jellyfish that Perseus disheaded and could turn those who looked it in the eye to, into stone. I thought that was uh, Medusa. Anyhow, a surprising and very decent symbolism is for anyone who has ears and eyes to see and hear. Um, all the souls of this world, by ingesting the substance of alcohol, are under the command of this demon and his legions of demons. so it is so that in the English language, the translation of spirits is spirits. There you go. Now we understand why a drunk has only low passions such as sadness, lust, anger anxiety. Algol is violating other demons. Moreover, he's a close friend of politicians of the world, <laughs> since they do not know that it is easier to dominate a people of ignorant drunks and drugged, dr- drugged drugs. This person isn't doing the best with writing. Yeah, Algol has some slogans uh, that characterize him in a timely manner. Quote, the whole planet is mine. I steal all the chrysetic atoms from the people. That's interesting. They say atoms. Corruptions and miso-fortunes are my what, daughters. They, what type of atoms? Christic. Christic. Christic atoms. Let me C- search.
0: H that. C H or Christic. It might mean the good atoms that people have. Christic atoms. It might mean like the, the positive thinking, loving, accomplishable ones. That's just a guess. but.
1: Maybe. Let's see here. What was it say? I steal all the Christic atoms. What are Christic atoms? crystal a crystal is a solid that's what's popping up here yeah. i wonder if christic is like the the purified structure yeah I'm, I'm
0: assuming that's what, that's they what that feels like, like the good things about a human being is what he steals is pretty much what he's yeah. saying
1: i typed in crystal atoms it says do you mean crystal atoms yeah yeah so it's like that pure yes. like a he, line he steals the
0: pureness of humans which makes sense if you've ever seen anybody that drinks
1: too much. Oh, yeah, I know people. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but so then, where does this come in? Because like now, it it makes it brings on this feeling that I feel like I've seen before within Christianity, where it's like, well, if you drink alcohol, you're going to hell, versus like there has to be like, a, I don't drink anymore, but like there has to be like, a, okay, you can have a few and be okay. I I mean, I personally don't drink. I mean, I I make
0: wine. I've made wine before. I'll drink my own wine that I've made that has nothing added. Literally, it's grapes fermented. It tastes like kombucha, and it's very low in alcohol content. But even then, I don't drink that too much either. But there's a time and a place for everything. I mean, most people think about how often they drink. People that drink, think about how often it happens. Maybe it's one glass a night, two glasses a night, or four on the weekend or something like that yeah or four every every day day. exactly so it dominates their life and we're and it's not necessarily their fault it's what we're programmed to do so the energies the leaders on this planet know something very they have they have a very high intelligence on how to create stress and so when you create stress naturally you look for outlets and guess what? When you put in liquor stores everywhere, the easiest way outlet you have is to go turn to alcohol. Right. Yeah. Very easy. Right. And even drugs. They make drugs very readily available and accessible for people to you know, consume. But that's because they set up this planet to be stressful. It's not set up to be like a heaven. It's not set up to be like a peaceful place. So a good story that I can tell on how they set this planet up is a story my guru told me from the time when he was Krishna. So this is not like a, a story that's known to many. This is a story that it was from his experience as when he was Krishna. And so he had this uncle and his name was Kamsa. And so uh, I may butcher the story a little bit cause I'm recollecting it, but so his uncle was a king of this region, some region. I forget the the region that he was the king of and his people were becoming extremely intelligent, like very high conscious beings. And he realized, like, if he doesn't dumb them down, he'll, he'll no longer be a king because everybody will be kings, oh, essentially. Yeah. So there's no need for him. He has the attachment to being a king. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And so Kamsa goes to uh, one of his uncles or something or other. And he says, listen, like, I have a problem. This is my problem. What can I do? And he says, I can't help you. But if you go to this guru and study under him for a year... Or if you go to this guru and just be his student, he'll teach you what you need to know. And so Kumsa goes to this guru wherever it may be, and is extremely pious. He's a great student. He you know does whatever his guru is guiding him to do. And so after a year, he didn't ask for a single thing. He just very enjoyed, very much enjoyed being a student of this guru. He was very humble about it too. And so after a year, the guru came to him and he's like, "Okay, what do you want? You know, what is it you came here for?" And so he says, listen, I have this problem. My people are becoming very intelligent. Like, how can I, how can I suppress them? Very like, conscious. Uh, very conscious. They're yeah. becoming high conscious beings to the point where everybody's a king. So what, what can I do? Yeah. Right. And so. Ooh,
1: everybody's a king.
0: Well, once yeah. you be, everybody becomes a God, everybody's a God, you know? Yeah, so There's he, nothing he, that makes
1: you better. There's no need yeah. to rule
0: over anybody. Mm. Right. So there's no need for a ruler. He'll become, right. his job gets eradicated. And so, um, Kamsa, he said, so the guru says to Kamsa, he says, okay, this is what you're going to do. You're going to open a pub. Okay. You're going to open up lots of pubs and you're going to give out easy loans for the people. Okay. <laughs> so you create banks and give out e- uh, e- loans that are very easy for people to get. Home loan, whatever type of loan, right? Home loan, whatever. Business loan, whatever. And make it easy. And he says, make the monthly payments low at first, but steadily increase them over time. And he said, okay. So if we just take a little zoom out to our modern (laughs) society, it's 100% Kums' plan. So now what the world has followed is Kumsa's plan. Or Kums' guru's plan. And so people they're go they're indoctrinated in school not given the opportunity for indigo education they're given slaver education slaver education just means you end up working for somebody else you're not given education on how to be a higher being you have to be here
1: at this time you have to do that you have to yeah
0: exactly right you're not given any of the nature intelligence nothing about you don't learn about crystals you don't learn about energy work. You don't learn about emotions. You don't learn about nature. You don't learn about meditation. Exactly. You don't learn about any of these things, breath work, um, feng shui, just setting up a room properly. You don't learn about any of these things. Yeah. And so, uh, naturally you do that and then you get a job and, or before you even get the job, you have to get student loans. And there you go. Once you have that loan, It's over for it. It's not over for you, but it's tough. It's the start. That well, you're stressed. So first you're stressed in school because you have exams. Okay. Once by the time you get to high school, your level of stress is so high that you're either on some medication or you're partying. And if you're not, you're part of the very few, right? You're 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 a very minority if you're not, you know, drinking alcohol and doing drugs or prescribed some Adderall or whatever, right? You're part of the minority. And then when you go to college, if you aren't partying, you're in the extreme minority to manage your stress, right?
1: Yeah. And then you're in debt. That's it. You instantly become in debt. Once too. you're in Before debt. even more what you, valuable. Yeah. What happens valuable. when you're in
0: debt? You have to get a job. You have no choice because you have a monthly payment to make. And if you don't make that monthly payment... You're they in trouble. after
1: everything. Yes. And then if they, you don't your have Your freedom's it. gone. You don't, if you don't have the money, they go after your family. Exactly. And guess yeah. what?
0: All the stress that's going to come from your family onto you, if you don't pay that bill, they're going to be so mad at you,
1: yeah. right? So it's like, you're
0: just suppressed, suppressed, suppressed at every opportunity. So what do you turn to? You turn to the pubs that they offer you. What's the most common place for a college kid to hang out? A bar. Yeah. That's it. You know, what's the most common thing, stress reliever that people do? they have a drink yeah you know that's that's just how they've set this planet up but i will say as negative as that sounds that plan is completely coming unwound at this moment and the plans in place by babaji by my gurus by the by the uh even the galactic federation is involved whether you're aware whether people are aware or not there's uh higher spirit higher um uh there's beings out there supporting so specifically, I was told by my guru, the Andra, Andromeda. 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 The Andromeda. Andro, Andromedians, I think, is okay. and, are the species there. But the Andromeda cluster, those people are supporting. And so, yeah, there's a lot of revelations that are coming. And it's happening. We're in the age of what's called Satya Yuga. And Satya Yuga is the age of truth.
1: This is the end of part two. And in part three, Brandon and I are going to get into what he's talking about with Satya Yug, something that nobody really talks about because, guess what, nobody really knows about it. It's a pretty crazy thing. So join Brandon and I in Odyssey number 092, Brandon Konsei Sao, part three, entering the Satya Yug and the Age of Truth.